0: This is episode 19 of the Amplified Marriage Podcast. Today, we are talking about change. Nothing endures but change. Welcome to another episode of Amplified Marriage. I'm Brian. I'm Natalie. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, as you've heard us say before, grab a coffee, grab a tea, get comfy. We are so glad that we get to have a chat with you today. In case you missed last week's episode, we talked about COVID insta-stress. Hashtag Mm -hmm. insta-stress. We discussed five ways to handle stress and handle that stress together. So in case you missed that, go back and take a listen. This week... We are talking all about. Actually, it's another episode on on change, and we want to talk about what happens if one partner changes and one doesn't. Ooh. If one partner and one spouse is doing all the changing and they're they're really digging deep and they're gonna be accountable with someone and they're working through all of their issues and they want the marriage to work desperately with their spouse, but the spouse is just doing everything possible to not change. what do you do and so we want to yep. give you today some strategies uh tips some of uh some insight into our own story because I was very much that guy that didn't want to change. And so we're going to start with just a few a few things that can possibly damage that relationship.
1: That's right. If you don't trust your spouse's ability to change, would you recognize and believe it when it happens?
0: So I can ask this confidently now, after being married for so, such a long time, you heard our story just a few episodes ago, but in that time where the two and a half years... And then finally I had that epiphany moment and I went into the bathroom one way, angry, bitter, frustrated, eyes like glazed over and not really engaged to turn around and come out and everything was changed in the eyes. Did you immediately think, oh, well, I'm going to believe everything he's saying to me from now on?
1: Uppercase N, uppercase no. Wow. Or O.
0: (laughs) Good thing you're, uh, you do math well. And, and I think... Some of the reasons were just some of my lack of follow-through, my lack of keeping the promises. You could never see anything changing. What were some of the reasons you didn't trust me?
1: I think up until that point, there was really nothing that you gave me because marriage is give and take. Right. So what you were doling out was just a pack of lies. (laughs) Like, honestly.
0: Like, not not everything or... Like, you know, well, I, said, I was going to not- bring home McDonald's. I, I brought home McDonald's. I wasn't a pack of lies.
1: Okay, but but that's that's just glazing over. That's like a practical... Oh,
0: you're talking about like the... the I'm talking
1: about the deep stuff.
0: The deep stuff of the where relationship. Where we're talking about our gotcha.
1: communication or a lack of communication or the issues that were really going on in our marriage. You're trying to even... Uh, figure out what those issues were. Right. That's what I'm referring to when it was just a pack of lies because it didn't matter. Now, I know that you, in the previous episodes, you have said, oh, she'll probably disagree, but I was pretty much the schmuck. Yeah. Um, and I do disagree because even though...
0: Even though you're wrong, you disagree?
1: Even though...
0: See how see, she just moved past that, listeners?
1: Wouldn't... No one wants to be the one that has the issue right? because it's embarrassing. It can be humiliating. I certainly don't like to be wrong. Uh, So it takes a lot of humility to lay down the pride of being right or the need to be right in order for me to be able to work on me. And so even though it took longer, it took many more years before that became a reality for me, what my part was.
0: How many years into the marriage?
1: Twelve, I believe. No, 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 no. It was probably the ten-year mark.
0: 10, ten or twelve-year mark, somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, because we were but still up north. But it was like north.
0: two and a half years of like everything was good. And we were dating, and then we get married, and everything goes downhill. We are you don't trust me. You don't believe anything I'm saying. You don't think I can change because I and here's some of the reasons why. And even this topic tonight actually comes from someone's. Um, heart is right now is just struggling in a relationship. And it's not, we have, we have talked to so many couples, coached so many couples through this particular thing, whereas yeah. I'm, d- I'm doing all this to invest into the relationship and nothing is changing. What do I do? This comes from a place of we have been there. I was that guy. And so in that two and a half years, I didn't keep promises. I I said all the right things. Oh, you're right. I do need to change. That's right. I yeah, let's do that together. You know, you're right. Let's do devotions. You're right. We should pray more. And and, and I can tell you now, we've been married for 19 years. And because we didn't establish some of those patterns at the beginning, mm-hmm. we pray together now. Like and it's been it's been a, a long time that we've done that, but we don't pray as much as we want to or as maybe sometimes as much as we should. Right. Because we didn't build the pattern or the discipline early on, because instead of me leading the household, I was doing what I wanted to do and was just be a selfish jerk face.
1: Right. And then because I was out of control um, in my own emotions, right. I really strove to like, if you're not going to lead, then I'm going to lead. Right. And then created a whole uh, slew of... Shlu. issues and manipulations and things like that in order for me to get you to realize the need to change your behavior. Yeah. So I wasn't really concerned about a heart change at that point. I was more concerned about your behavior stinky and it needs to change. <laughs> it needs to change.
0: So what you're saying is you suck and I want you to not be sucky. Right. It okay. Really, if
1: that's your perspective,
0: that's the that, that's what I heard. I mean, you said that I heard you suck. It, it's fine. I can get over it. I'm over it now. But I mean, like, what are some of the reasons? Like the things that we even wrote down as we were preparing for this. Some of the didn't uh, didn't affect us. But the the thing is, is that as you you spend two and a half years like we mm-hmm. did, or any length of time, maybe it's ten years, maybe it's fifteen years, and you're like, man, I really love this person, but I'm just struggling. As you you Work these things out. And as you you look back, we look back, um, every um, unfulfilled promise, unfulfilled statement, unfulfilled or emotional trust was broken, spiritual right. trust was broken. It all just compounded on each other and nothing ever got better.
1: That's right. And it took a long time. Like, so from the moment that you walked out of the bathroom, yeah. Um, my heart as your wife wanted to believe. Right. Right. Because I could see visibly on your face...
0: That something shifted. Something shifted.
1: Right. Except I thought, well, he is he is a great um, illusionist.
0: Well, because no one knew we had any marriage problems, so we were really good at that.
1: Right. And so I was like, what kind of game do you think you're pulling here? And you expect that I'm going to believe that right. you went in that way, and I watched you. I watched how you carried yourself. And you come out, seemingly, the man that I married and the man that I dated... What have you done with the other husband that just was here?
0: (laughs) Where's the other face? I mean, it really,
1: it really pulled the rug, right? And I thought you were really trying to pull the wool over my eyes. But I'm smarter than that. I said to myself. (laughs) So I really put you through the gamut. Yeah, and I purposefully. I don't know how to say this. I didn't poke the bear, but I you
0: you tested it, there we go. tested the waters to I see I absolutely
1: if, put you through the ringer.
0: Just just to, to see like is he actually changed? Is this and,
1: lasting or and is And the it truth not? is
0: it is in some things I succeeded at. Right. And some things I failed at. Yep. And I remember the failures because you'd lay a strip into me. Remember what you said a few months ago? You said you were going to change and this hasn't changed. Right. And I would be like, "You're right." But that's what you had heard for so long. That's oh, right. you're right. But and and I would say, yeah, I'm going to do my best to change. And, and I'm like
1: mm-hmm. after
0: walking out of the bathroom and really saying, like, I really do want to change. Some things really did shift immediately. There were some yes. really our relationship started to improve. Communication changed. How I approached you was less aggressive.
1: Yes, but even like the physical touch
0: that took a while.
1: That took a while. That took a long time. Where I'm like, I don't know. Where because you had behaved a certain way, yeah, the thought of your a tender caress, let's say, made, oh, sounds so awful to say it now, but it really made my skin crawl. Because right. I, w- I was like, you're not, I will not be vulnerable right. in yeah, this yeah. area when you have stomped, squashed, crushed it, you've r- put it through the ringer. There is no way that you think I'm going to respond to you yeah. in kind when I think you're just putting on a show.
0: Yeah. Because you don't want the relationship to end. Right. Or I don't want the relationship to end. So I'm just saying the right things and doing the right things. Right, right, things.
1: right. Like how you're, convenient. You were
0: ready at the end of, in the middle of, de- or near the end of December, just yeah. be like, I'm done with this guy. This has been two and a half years of, 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 like abuse, emotional abuse, yeah. it's been, it's been terrible. And you were ready just to be like, okay, I'm finished. And I didn't want to go see counseling. I didn't want anything. Nope. And if you're listening to this today and, and some of the things that I'm saying are hitting you and this is the relationship that you have, it could be some of the things I said, it could be lack of promises or I'm saying, although right. oh, your husband or your wife is saying all the right things about change, but it could be all kinds of things. Maybe you're yeah. not making, Time. They're, the spouse isn't making time for you or the kids, or they're maybe they're emotionally or physically abusive. Yes. If they're physically abusive,
1: you need to get help.
0: Get help. Get out of there. If there's physically abusive, yep. there's there's shelters. There's people that can help you. Maybe they're frequently unfaithful
1: or emotionally unfaithful. That's equally as traumatizing.
0: Absolutely. Maybe they have addictions. Yeah. Maybe it's drinking or gambling or uh, uh, drugs or whatever it is. Maybe it's. Addiction to bows and arrows or that... Yeah. It, the addiction we always assume is substance, but there could be it's addiction not. to video games. Right? You remember... Food. Uh, food. You remember that statistic we read it was two years ago when Fortnite came out that in the United Kingdom... There was a five percent increase increase in divorces because of Fortnite. Yeah, it's a crazy statistic, but that's that's a habit. Maybe you're you can't hold a job down. He says he can, and then he just yeah. or she, whoever it is in the relationship, they can't hold the job down. Maybe one of them spending too much money. Yep. And the thing is, is that if your spouse won't change or they're unwilling, yeah, uh, to improve it, your marriage, it's not
1: going to end well.
0: It won't end well. And you really could just spend the next 15 or 20 years just being miserable. Yep. Right? And and we don't want that for you. That's not our, our no. desire. Um, it isn't easy to cope with this, those things, but one thing we have learned. I think this is where we really want to get into the nitty-gritty, is that you can't change your spouse.
1: Oh, that's so hard because <laughs> I wanted nothing more than to change you. But let's say that something I had said really was like that catalyst that changed your heart, then who would the glory go to? The glory wouldn't go to God for doing a miraculous work in our marriage and in my heart and in your heart, it would go to me, well, which is never a good thing.
0: And the truth is that anything that you said that even did remotely strike a chord was either brought up anger or it was just fuzzed in my ears because I didn't want to hear what you had to say anyway.
1: Yeah, that's true. Right. And it was, it, there was, it was laced with poison.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like, laced with poison.
1: Right? So... You can't change your spouse. That is really difficult to come to terms with. It was difficult for me. It took 10 years for me to get that reality check. And uh, I I remember sitting on the couch in our home up north. And I remember, I don't know if I had a thought or I was just thinking about the previous 10 years or whatnot. But it was in that moment of contemplation of whatever, we had all of our children at that point, that I really felt the Lord speak to my heart, you do not esteem your husband. Hmm. Now, I'm putting inflection on that. It was not in a chastising way. It was a very soft, almost like, A whisper.
0: If it wasn't a chastising way, would you have been willing to listen to what God was saying to you? No.
1: And the Lord knows that. So I (laughs) hear...
0: whenever I do that, you don't listen to anything. That's
1: right. And who would? I hear you do not (laughs) esteem your husband. (laughs) Sidebar. I was
0: choked. So so what you're saying is is that you can't change your spouse, but what you're getting to is the Lord was saying you have to work on you. Absolutely. Because there's something in you that's having...
1: That's right. Okay. Now, for whatever reason... Can you,
0: want to break, can you break it down for us?
1: Yes. So, esteem your husband. I was so choked. <laughs> I was literally angry. So, I looked up the definition of the word esteem. And as I began to read the definition of esteem, and then all of the synonyms that go with that word, so respect, honor, cherish. Um, The more I began to read, the I didn't become more angry, I became tearful. Because it was that moment where, for me, the reality hit the fan of my part that I had to play in the breakdown of the communication.
0: Okay, so just hold that thought before you move on. Can I go back to... So two and a half years, we we nothing really worked.
1: Oh, nothing worked.
0: Nothing worked. Communication <laughs> no. didn't work. Sex didn't nope. work. Tra- traveling didn't work. Being in the same place didn't work. Nope. So in that time, I didn't give you any reason to. No. But it was not until year 10.
1: But I made a choice absolutely, not but, to esteem you.
0: But you didn't realize that you made that choice until year 10 when it was like a soft, still voice saying, hey, you don't esteem your husband. I haven't given you any Reason to esteem, to cherish, to love in those two and a half years. But after, when things started to change,
1: mm-hmm.
0: more and more things started like, man, he really does love me. He cares for me. He's taking yeah. care of me. He, I'm stable with him. Like, and and relationships started to improve. That's right. Then there's times where I am esteeming you, right? Or uh, you are. I'm I'm giving you reason to honor me and to esteem right. me and to to give me the respect. So now that's happening. But you're choosing. To not esteem me, even though I've given you reason to. Is, is Would that be...
1: Oh, I see what you mean. That may have been part of it, but I really feel as though it was a direct conversation in regards to the past.
0: Like the two and a half years.
1: Yes, because I did esteem you. I thought in that time, I think that's probably why I got so ticked off, was because I'm like, how dare... Like the Holy Spirit, say that to me. Right. That I right. don't esteem my but if I'm taking a real hard honest look at my heart, which yeah. this is the whole catalyst to change, am I willing to look at those ugly places within my own
0: heart? So what you're saying is, I'm this is this is fantastic. Is what you're saying is is that the wounds that we can experience in our life, if not dealt with, will travel with us.
1: Absolutely.
0: And the baggage becomes unbearable and yep. it can compound on top of each other. Like, realistically, had you not dealt with this right. later in that relationship, there could have been another time where it was so tumultuous, yep. the relationship was again at a stressful time because I remember you writing me that email. You remember that email? Yeah, It was like four pages long of all of these um, expectations that she had for me. And and some of them, and I would say 95% of them were unachievable and The other 95% of it, like almost all of it was things I didn't even know that she had expectations with me, but because she had such a deep wound, like am I saying this right? You had such a deep wound, you weren't communicating those expectations with me, even though I was giving you reason to be esteemed or to honor me and esteem me, you had that wall of wound and pain from the two and a half years.
1: And it's the lens with which I saw everything that you did, good or not, was through that lens. Wow. Wow. Uh, so it took a long time to come up with all of those pages of, um, and it was, and maybe this might be a help to some of you. I numbered them and it wasn't one of, one of my biggest pet peeves is someone who apologizes in generalizations. I'm sorry, but I'm not, not necessarily, well, that's another thing, but I'm sorry for whatever I may have said today. Then I'm like, are you referring to the thing you said at eight or eight twenty or nine o'clock? Like which which specific incident are you referring to? I believe in specifics. I want you to know exactly what I am sorry for. And so sometimes you have to you have to swallow the humility pill right. and you have to really get truthful with yourself. Right. And for me, that starting point was really coming to a place where I could acknowledge, even though it was raw and ugly, and who, I mean, when you, you weren't expecting four pages of notes.
0: Well, I remember the conversation after the email, because you wanted to talk about it. Right. Par for the course for you. But uh, I think the the conversation that we had afterwards it was kind of a really good friend of mine says this all the time. It's like, it's a fire hose to the face. Like right. I just, it was like a fire hose. I'm like, holy, I didn't realize that there were so many unspoken expectations. Right. And again, if you haven't listened to one of our very first episode was Unmet oh, that was just unmet unmet expectations. onto
1: Unmet Expectations. Our whole podcast could be just on Unmet Expectations. Right.
0: If you go back and listen to that one, but man, the 95, and be. It was from, like, legitimately, we had an epiphany at two and a half years, or I had an epiphany. You had an epiphany at 10 years in. Yep. And then those two moments, um, like, there's a a quote that my son sent me today. It said, um, nothing endures except change. Nothing endures but change. Yep. No matter what, change is always happening. That's right. And so we had... Two times, and probably a few like smaller times in our yeah, but marriage. those were
1: like two major oh,
0: two life changing moments of submission to what God was doing in our hearts and That's God right. was doing in our life, and that was that was regarding our, our marriage. So there's been tons of those little moments where God's kind of shifted our career or right. our children, how we yep. approach our kids or how we approach people, but in our marriage we've had these couple big earth shaking things where it was like wounds were repaired and healed, and God and we asked for forgiveness for from each other, and we. Walk through those things this is it, like this is a an interesting conversation to have like I'm having some this is really good this is really good
1: that's right, and then it was only when I started to focus on the areas in my own heart that were wounded and needed healing, and some of those areas I didn't even realize
0: that were issues that were issues right? until
1: I really started I was at that place when i when my eyes were open to the fact that I don't respect you mm-hmm. ten years in. I really felt. I felt guilty, and that was my own self feeling guilty. It, like you didn't project that onto me,
0: yeah.
1: Um, at all, I just that wall that it, it just crumbled. Yeah. And in that place of absolute brokenness, could I then come to terms with what was really going on? And only at that point could I begin to love you without conditions.
0: Right. Wow. That's like an epiphany moment for us.
1: Right? In so, that time. So um, one might say, well, what, what were some of the ones on your list? It was like, I am sorry that I stole leadership from you because I felt like you weren't adequate as a leader. I remember. So that's just one of the things I didn't want it to be. Let's just skim the surface of like, well, I'm sorry that, you know, about the toilet seat or about the lawn mowing in our previous podcast. Yeah, Those were on there, but I really wanted to get to the nitty gritty root of of, why? The, of the things that yeah. I had expectations of. And I, and as I was writing and it just, it was like a floodgate. I, I kept praying and I was like, Lord, what else? Because I want to be an open sl- uh, or an open book, I want to be a clean slate. And it starts with acknowledging my part.
0: Right. And it's like and it's the wounds that you may be carrying even from previous relationships, from divorce of your parents, from
1: deaths, oh, yeah. deaths
0: if- in the family, from all of those wounds can actually carry consequences if not properly dealt with.
1: That's right. And, and
0: we didn't realize that. Like,
1: no, and counseling was such a taboo topic. Right. I mean, nobody was talking about, you certainly didn't tell anyone you were going to counseling, and it's so ridiculous in hindsight now, because we're advocates for counseling. Yeah. We've been to counseling.
0: We've um, been mentored I, by married couples. and
1: our- I, Right? Like, counsel doesn't have to be sitting in, you know, on the couch in a psychiatrist's office, although that is a huge part of it too, um, godly counsel can come from your pastor or come from uh, a trustful friend that you yeah, have, right? True. Yeah. Um. But we were never meant to walk issues in life right. alone. And as soon as there's marital issues, the tendency is to just isolate because it's embarrassing.
0: Yeah, and you don't want people to know that they're having problems,
1: right? And so. We're advocates for if you are in a place where you're struggling and you've tried, let's say you've everything we've talked about thus far, you're like, been there, done that. Doesn't I've work. read the books and this and that. It might be time to have that conversation about professional counseling.
0: And, and, and there's the, nothing wrong with that. The reason that we, we say very specifically, you can't change your spouse, and there's a, a few reasons for it. And we've touched on some of them, but here just as a kind of a, you can't, <laughs> there's that saying in the world. The world always says this or society says this. You can't teach an old dog new tricks.
1: Right. Tiger can't change his stripes.
0: It's all baloney. It's a hundred percent a mindset that you have if you're willing to train, change. And the reason that you focus on yourself is because you can um you can control you. Yep. You can control your anger. You can control what comes out of your mouth. That's you right. can control your your behaviors, how you respond, the patterns that you have. It's a choice. It's a choice that you make, but you can never control the other person. And so here's just a few reasons why you can't, you can't change your spouse. It's really just disrespectful. It's not a, a respectful position to take in that relationship because what you're saying is that um, when you're trying to change them, you're saying to them, you're not enough.
1: Right. It breaks down their self-esteem. You hurt their feelings. It's demeaning. And I remember, so we talk about me not respecting you and that whole thing, how it emasculated you because- But I don't don't
0: think in the moment, I think I just wasn't emotionally aware enough in the moment to be like, that was emasculating.
1: But taking a cognitive look back, it really did. Like my words were laced with poison.
0: Yeah. You were really good at that.
1: Everything was like, if I can just, it wasn't, I wasn't necessarily after a heart change or I certainly should have been after a heart change. I was more- uh, willing to tolerate a behavior change hmm. in that moment. Because I'm like, I just need something tangible that I can see. So,
0: because you couldn't see things happening, you were like, man, just give me a behavior I'll
1: just change. settle for a behavior change, <laughs> right? And that so many of us fall into that trap where um, we just settle, but God wants so much more. I wanted more. I just didn't realize, hey, like, if you settle for behavior, you're shortchanging yourself. Just
0: like what's that saying from Henry Cloud that um, you get what you tolerate. Right. And... At the beginning, you really tolerated a lot. Yeah. And thank goodness as we if you did wouldn't have had that grace or that mercy, we still probably wouldn't be here today. That's right. But it's disrespectful. It belittles the your spouse when you try and force them to change without looking at you.
1: That's right. And even, even though your your behaviors and your thoughts and your actions and words were disrespectful towards me, I mean yeah. so were mine back towards you. Yeah. Too so wrong still make a a right, way right. Right. It is always a two-way street. Whether or not I mean, you know, there are times where you're like, well, it was 95% my fault and then 5% hers. And I say it was 100% my fault and 100% your fault. Because whether we want to admit it or not, both parties, it takes two to tango.
0: I was really only willing to take 95% of that, not 100%. (laughs) But you know, thanks for changing the whole story. Right,
1: but it's disrespectful for me to project all of my feelings about you Onto you in order to just get a behavior modification. Right. I wanted more. Um, and then, and then to, to do it in that attitude without taking a hard, good look, you know, that saying where it's like, Oh, if you point at someone, you've got three p- fingers pointing back at you. It's yeah. that whole, you know, take the plank out of your own eye before I attempt to take the speck out of yours. Yeah. And you really have to model that when you're dealing with change
0: in a relationship. In a
1: relationship, right? Like you can't, it's not just the other person.
0: That's really good. It creates emotional distance. My pastor always says distance creates distortion. Mm-hmm. Personal growth is really fantastic. It has to be. <laughs> and it it focuses on your bad habits, your issues, your false thoughts you have about yourself and things that you can work on. Changing your behaviors and patterns for your spouse isn't always a bad thing. But the problem with that is, is if I'm changing for Natalie, I'm changing for her, I'm not changing for me. That's right. And you want...
1: You're shortchanging yourself.
0: I want that distance that we had to be closer because I'm working on me, not because I'm doing it for her. Even though she may have tolerated a behavior change at the moment, she really wanted a, a heart transformation
1: Within myself.
0: Yeah, right? Deep down. And for you too. absolutely. But
1: but it wasn't working with the methods I was trying. Yeah. And so I was at the end of my rope, and finally at that moment was the moment where I was in a position where I could listen about me.
0: And again, it comes down to the, if you constantly trying to change me and forcing me to behavioral change, it's because you're telling me I'm not good enough. And that's that's what that's what you're projecting onto me. You're not good enough. The next one is you wouldn't accept it. Heavens, no. <laughs> so let's try this. Let's do role reversal. How would you feel if your partner was constantly telling you that you need to change?
1: Um, I'd probably punch you in the face.
0: Right in the right in the nose.
1: And I mean, part of our podcast is being real and raw and vulnerable. I would not put up. With anyone now, I did put up with a lot, but but I never if you but I don't ever recall you being like you're always nagging me, even though I probably was. Um, I didn't want to say it aloud. You know, you just didn't respond that right.
0: way. yep, yeah, right.
1: And so um, you responded with everything I wanted to hear. There just was never anything beyond that.
0: That's right. And right. That's that's very very true.
1: Um, but anyone else coming in and telling me like. Let me tell you what's wrong with you, and this is wrong, and that's wrong, and you need to do this, and you should have done that. And you, I,
0: I don't respond probably that way have it.
1: No, but I'm just gonna be like a role reversal, like if right. because we just don't do that with each other. But if someone else did that, <laughs> I, well, I'd have a good cry first, and then I'd probably want to retaliate.
0: Right, truthfully, and and here's the the truth: you can do everything you want to try and change your spouse, you are never going to be satisfied. Nope. Never. You will do everything. You're going to leave them feeling that they're not worthy. They're unlovely. That Then you're going to be emotionally drained and emotionally exhausted if you keep trying to change them. And you're never, even if they do change, you're never going to be satisfied with the amount that they change because you've set the bar for them instead of letting them set the bar for themselves.
1: So let me ask you this. Is it a partnership or is it a project?
0: Yeah, did you marry me because you wanted I was a project? Right,
1: I I can fix you or vice versa.
0: And if that's the case, and you married for a project,
1: well, that's not a that's not a reason to get married. But if you find yourself in that position again, like counselors are there for a reason.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, and there's you can. It's like, like a prearranged marriage attitude, I guess. Like, you're marrying someone you don't really know. You're marrying them for a reason because someone told you you had to. You think this is a project, let's get married.
1: Or you had sex before marriage and then now you feel like you have to.
0: Yeah, or they got pregnant or anything like that. Now you feel like you're obligated to be with that person or right. they're a project. That's not necessarily the way you want to go. But if you did find yourself in that position, you can love them. Like, you can... Oh,
1: God can... Your work, whole situation can change. Good. Your whole situation can change in a moment. It really can. Uh, It just might require a little more work.
0: Yeah. And in all of this, let's be honest, um, we have had to have some really difficult conversations. And so today we just want to leave you with a few tips or tricks or strategies for uh, difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. So the first one is agree to set a time frame to reevaluate how things are going. So -hmm. you've already had a crucial conversation. Right. You've already talked about it. You said, hey, we got to work on a few things, yeah. set a time up to just reevaluate how those things are going.
1: That's right. One of the things that my counselor had told me was don't engage in a word salad.
0: What does that even mean?
1: <laughs> and I think it was one of the most incredible pieces of advice that she gave me. Whenever there's conflict of any sort, there's a lot of feelings right. that come into play. When I'm discussing conflict, you have to be able to separate the emotions, Hmm. so that I don't end up blaming or being like, "Well, you made me feel like this, and you blah blah blah." Right? So you you step outside of the emotional um situation and stick with the facts. Right. So that conversation could look like. Let's say you're yelling at me Mm -hmm. um, because of whatever.
0: As early as yesterday.
1: Well, one, now I have boundaries. Right. And so it's unacceptable for anyone to yell at me. And so it sounds really juvenile, but if I approach you and be like, you make me, so I'm yelling back at you now because you made me feel like this and that and the other. Well, that doesn't justify my reason it's not okay to yell at anybody.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So coming at it from a place of, I hear what you're saying. I can hear that you're upset. Yeah. But if we're not able to sit and have a conversation without yelling, yeah, then we're going to have to take a moment, breathe, go grab a coffee or whatever, and come back to it when we're calm. And
0: reevaluate then.
1: Right, and so it might seem really stupid. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, like, was it agree to set a time frame to reevaluate how how it's going? Be warm and not confrontational. And when you apologize, don't say "I'm sorry, but you." Just say "I'm sorry." End of story. End of story. I'm sorry for. This
1: X, Y, and Z, and And you take
0: responsibility for your actions, not what the person said to you that forced you to behave in a poor manner. That's right. You are in control of your anger. You are in control of your feelings.
1: A slow answer turns away wrath, and so, or a soft answer turns turns away wrath. And it's so true. Yeah. I find with you and I communicating, if I am in a calm place within myself, regardless if I think that I'm right or not. I find the conversation goes a lot further than it yeah. would if I just hopped on the jump down your throat bandwagon. Right.
0: Be willing to discuss the issues, be teachable, be willing and able to discuss those issues. Don't don't be embarrassed to say that you may need to go to a marriage counselor. Absolutely. Don't discuss when you're tired.
1: That's right. These Come some,
0: in- be fresh and alert when you when you're gonna have yeah. this heart to heart. That's super important. I have Noah, I have a friend of mine. Him and his wife won't have any tough discussions after eight o'clock because he's like, by then I'm tired that's and
1: really good. My
0: uh, inhibitions are down because I'm tired. I'm anger angry quickly. I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with it. So. Yeah. Don't discuss when you're tired. Be fresh and alert. Clarify how the problem is impacting your relationship. How is it impacting your marriage?
1: In clear words. In
0: clear words. Don't lecture and project your issues on the other person. You take responsibility. So don't lecture and project.
1: That's right. Don't gaslight. Don't twist the conversation so that it it makes you look good. It makes you look good. It makes you look like the victim. It makes you. then not have to take responsibility for your actions because you've put it on someone else. Don't be a narcissist. Take accountability. Be responsible for your part.
0: Identify the problem. Whatever it is, identify it and work on it. Pick a location for the conversation that is free of distractions. Here's the number one tip. Put your phone away. Yes. Put it on vibrate. Put it off to the side. Natalie will just say to me, hey, I need your attention. Put your phone on mute. Okay, done. Stay on the topic. This is really easy. This is that word salad. Word salad. This is really easy for you ladies in particular, maybe some guys, there's probably some guys out there, to pick on all of the things that you've done in the past that have offended you, made you mad, the reason you had an argument. I don't remember a lot of those things. Natalie, I do. Natalie does, but she's learned that, hey, we're not talking about what happened a month ago. We're talking about the issue right now. Stay on the topic.
1: Exactly. Pick
0: the topic because you identify what it was and stay on it. That's right. Next one is talk about what you want in your relationship, not about what you don't want.
1: That's right. It's
0: it's like, um, what are you for as opposed to what are you against? What That's are you right. for in this relationship? Are you for each other? Right. Or are you we, for misery? We, like- we
1: want it to work. Like when we signed up when we signed the marriage certificate what what did that mean like it meant something yeah right so um what do we want we want to be good role models we want to thrive right. in marriage not just survive it right we want to we want our kids to look at our marriage and that be the catalyst for them wanting to get married right Right? I mean, our kids see marriage is not easy. Uh, We disagree, but they see us work through that disagreement. Um, Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we don't. That's
0: right. And um, I'll let you read this next one.
1: I just thought that this was a great dialogue um, in dealing with issues. So you could say, we disagree a lot, and it's causing a disconnection between us.
0: And, And tone... Means everything. How how you approach this, it's not like we disagree on everything and it's causing a disconnection. That's right. Like clenched through clenched teeth, angrily.
1: That's right. I have to. I always say Jesus, my face, because every (laughs) myriad of emotion goes across my face. My eyes are super expressive, and so I have to, in order to have neutral face, I really need to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit because in my own flesh, it's not going to happen. Right. All right. So we disagree a lot and it's causing a disconnection between us. That's why I would like for us. So in this case, they're going to seek out some couples therapy. I love you and I care about us, but I need help in learning how to communicate with you better. I would love to try counseling with you.
0: That's a, a really low key non-hostile, non-aggressive no. way of saying, "Look, I love it's you. Like, yeah. I want to be with you. I want this to work. How can we make it work?"
1: You're not saying, "This is what I can't stand about you, and now want to go to counseling?" Right? That's not going to have the desired effect because you know, there's a fear that that comes with going to counseling where right. it's going to be like you with the issue and the counselor banding together and forming an alliance yeah. to pick on the like spouse, that. right? Yeah. And I hope to God that your counselor isn't doing that. Right. Um, (laughs) Right. Because they should be able to be objective and call you both out on, on the things that you need.
0: Yeah. This has been a really great conversation. Did, is there anything else you want to add?
1: Not that I can think of at the moment fantastic I don't think I have another story I probably could go on and on and on but about, you're asking me on the spot <laughs> about, about
0: how, how jerk face I was when we were early married uh,
1: it was both of us
0: well this has been a really great uh, conversation that we've had it's That's been right. eye-opening if we're gonna leave these uh, strategies in our show notes yeah. you can get them in the transcript um, if I'd, you w-
1: I just, just I did you want did to say, have something you I wanted just to say. wanted to say and I will not say um, who asked the question but this was a question that was um brought to our attention of what do you do when one spouse wants to change but the other one doesn't so thank you for that question Um, because it really gave us i mean this podcast came out of that question so if you have any other questions please send them our way
0: and if you like our podcast and we know that you do Share it. It means a lot to us when you Mm -hmm. share it and let people know about Amplified Marriage. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you do want to just comment or something you disagree with or you really agree with or you have a question or a topic that you would love to hear our thoughts on, you can email us at amplifiedmarriage at gmail.com. And as you've heard us say before, we believe that your marriage can be reset refreshed, recharged, and restored. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon.